Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. This is the Homos Talk Show on Verse TV. This is week 106, everybody. And guess what? It's your boy, Rocky, baby. <laughs> Anyways, y'all, I came with my whole crew tonight. I wanted you to, uh, you know, check them out. That's right, that's right, y'all. You already know, Rocky, look, you're beating, you're beating us up, punching cameras. Calm down. Man, we just starting. It's your boy, Joe Mix Music. Joe Mix Music on everything, y'all. Rough in Harlem, you already know what's ready. Let's go. All right, all right. Who else we got in the building? Holla at me. You already know who it be. It's the girl, Yuri G. All right, all right, all right, all right. Mr. Cool, holla at me. What's going on? All right, what's up, y'all? It's Darby Day. I'm back in here. I'm tired, but can't nothing hold me down but a big bank account. So, what's up? All right, all right, hey, all, right. Hey. <laughs> so, all right, all right. So, we're gonna holler, get up into this next topic. This is week 106, everybody. This is a viewer's topic request from a viewer friend and the question do you always call out homophobia transphobia general xenophobia when a friend posted on timeline do you always unfollow under what conditions would you take any action against such ignorant commentary and yuri that's you um, no, I do not always unfollow. Um, sometimes, um, with people I have personal relationships with, if I notice they post something, I might politely call them or message them, let them know how things could be perceived. Because for some people, they don't understand how certain things are said or could be interpreted um, that could affect the community. So, you know, me being their friend and knowing that that's not their intent, I'll call them. But um, I try, you know, to not respond to other people online, give it time to see and see if they correct their actions. Like if usually people who have friends from the community that they offend, will call them up and correct them and they'll fix it. And, you know, they might apologize and all those things. So um, I try to sit and see if somebody that has a relationship with the individual say something um, and if it gets corrected. If it's not corrected, I'm going to say something. And if it seems like they're hostile about being corrected, about offending people, or I said what I said or whatever type of attitude, um, go ahead and I'll follow. And if it really moves me deeply enough, um, I'll post your ass and, um, you know, share the message where you just didn't give a fuck. But I rarely hate to do anything like that. So, um, Dari, what's your thoughts? Um, okay, so... I thought deep about this question. I thought a long time about this when I read this because um, my initial thought was a double standard. If they're 
if it's someone who is heterosexual out it's an immediate cutoff but then I thought back to all of those other times where I didn't initially block those people or didn't say anything or say, or whatever the case may be and I thought back and I was like no that's not what I would do what I would do I, would, I don't normally say anything I don't block them I just report every post from there on because at that point if you don't care if if you don't care what comes out of your mouth obviously you're not going to care about what I say to you so I'm going to take action the way I know how to and I'm just going to report you and keep you from saying stupid stuff in general so, I mean that's how I feel about it all right um so Troy what is your thoughts well for me I'm not really an unfollower type of person um just because it takes a lot of energy to do that and um to me like if I unfollow you it's because like I can't follow more people like on Instagram and Facebook, like, you know, they had the max of people you can follow. So I want to put some important people in there that right. I can take out people I don't know. So I will do that. I ain't spoke to you. I don't know you. I don't know how I became your friend in the first place. I will unfollow you to make space for the people that need to be there. So that's the only place. But other than that, when people start talking their business, um, I, I agree with you in the sense of, like, um, you can say what you're going to say and not wait for people around you to correct you. But for me, it's like, if you're not in my immediate circle, I'm not about to take my time or energy to get into an argument with you about something you said. Um, you said what you said and that's it. And I don't, I don't have to look at it, I don't care. Um, because I feel like some people go through things and certain times they don't really mean that. They say things because social media gives everybody your mm -hmm. energy in their back to say what the hell they're thinking in the moment. Instead of thinking about it before you actually start typing, you know, they want to tell the whole business and their feelings and their emotions and they want everybody involved in their whole life for no reason. They want a pity party, <laughs> all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like. Not the cough, but all that. Um, so it's like, for me, it's like, I, I don't waste my time when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm not about to get into an argument with you about politics. I'm not about to get into an argument about what's your feelings. Go see a therapist you some type of way. But I don't agree with that being social media being a platform for those kind of things. Um, but I ain't wasting my time unless, last question was under what conditions. I will say something. If I feel like you're violating me, my policy, or my family, one of my close friends, like posting somebody's name that I know and trying to be malicious, malicious, baby. Now you're gonna, now we're gonna talk. Now we're gonna have a conversation. Now yeah, we're gonna yeah. say what it is. So yeah, that's my two cents on that. All right. Um. So, um, Rocky, are you there? <laughs> I'm back here. Usually when I'm like that, I'm back here, y'all. I'm just thinking. I'm back in this noggin. Um. So. For me, I do, I, okay, so my theory always been, I don't have to fight for all of us. Do you see what I'm saying? But then there's times where um, people have said stuff that I was close with. And I'll and I, I give you a prime example. I just recently was talking to my guy, of course, about a friend. And I kind of secretly just, well, kind of just pulled away from them because it was constant, post like it's like if something happened to somebody who's part of the lgbtq you don't post like oh you know fight for our rights this now whatever but you always make fun of like the more feminine guys where they in heels and, and you be like oh that's disgusting or this now whatever da, da, da. but then you want to hang out with somebody like me and you be like yes bitch 
bitch, yeah, you know, they do it because they automatically think that all LGBT people is the same. And it just made me just be like, okay, what is it really like? Your whole energy is what you said on social media, but then you're giving us other things. But then, I mean, but there's some people that I know that would tell me how they feel and be real with it. And then if I felt, they felt like they made me feel some type of way, they all apologize. But for me, I guess it depends on who it is and if it's somebody I know, you know. Okay, you know, you, I guess you had to wrap that up with your period. So um, <laughs> heavy on the eye. <laughs> I ain't said that in a minute, but yeah. Well, I guess we're gonna go ahead and move on to our next piece of hot tea. Um, go ahead and take it away, people. All right, openly <laughs> non-standard. Now, what three memorable openly LGBT characters that you connected with in media from your youth? And why? <laughs> now, as a kid, Aaron Mack connected with one, Scott Thompson from sketch show Kids in the Hall. Scott Thompson was so comfortably openly gay in the early 90s and Aaron Mack remembers enjoying the show even with his family, and they too were totally comfortable. Show number two, BBC sitcom Absolutely Fabulous. Now, main character, Adina's second ex-husband, Justin, has a committed gay partner in Oliver on the show and while Adina disliked Justin as her ex, his sexuality was not always the butt of the joke. Aaron Mack valued that and his family also enjoyed that show. Last but not least, three, Nicktoons, Ren and Stimpy were two guys who lived together, <laughs> one masculine guy one feminine guy and Aaron Mack loved that the sh that they showed that connection and they were just all of these people were just openly non-standard take it away Troy ha 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 well <laughs> um <laughs> I might not have like characters like the characters, but they want to be like a cartoon character. Like in my mind, I thought about it. I'm like, maybe you make cartoon characters. I don't have any like little cartoon characters size one. But um, I first started with um, three memorable, openly LGBTQ, LGBTQ characters that connected with media from my youth. One, I would say, uh, RuPaul and um, and drag queens. Um, the reason why I say that is because my grandmother, God bless her soul, when I was younger, used to always. Um, RuPaul was big on drag queens during this time. And she used to always have drag queens on my grandma was like, oh, come, come look, come be a part, like, come just come look at it. I'm like, why are you always, you know, put like I didn't get it. Like I, I now I realize she was trying to figure out my sexuality. But I was like, why you always put these drag queens on? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I see RuPaul coming out here, what? You gotta work. I'm like, oh, okay. Then you know, of course, I knew that was a man, and then they made sure to tell us that. Um, so I would say RuPaul and Drag Queen. Second was um 
Noah's Ark and the character from Noah's Ark during my time. I know I right? feel like I'm sorry, I'm just I, was, I was gonna bust it out. I was gonna bust it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was not gonna say too much, but I was gonna say Noah's Ark was one of those things like wow, like first time I physically saw like gay LGBTQ love and men on TV. Um, so I was just like, what? So you know, of course it was one of those during those times. And last but not least, I would say SpongeBob. Um, I just feel like you know his personality, his energy <laughs> gave um, a little flag. So um, nothing he never, you know, him and Patrick, you know, had a little something they never had. You know, there wasn't no sexual in the windows, nothing like that. But you know, I just feel like you know SpongeBob was great, you know, loud and proud, and not giving a care what nobody said. Yeah, what well, that old laugh you got, I can't do it. But you guys know. Um, but yeah, um, so those were the three uh, characters that for me that I felt like in my youth were uh, connected with. So uh, I'm going to go to uh, Dari on this one too, because he's just smiling so big. And I want to know what <laughs> you are, <laughs> what three memorable openly LGBT characters you connected with in your media when you was young. Um, okay, so my first one was Wayman from Low Down Dirty Shane. Wayman was okay. hilarious. You can be Wayman too. He was flamboyant. He was everything that, you know what I mean, that I always was and I naturally <laughs> am, you know what I'm saying? So I most definitely had to choose him. He was one of my most memorable. Um, number two, I don't know if you guys ever watched this show called Degrassi. It's a Canadian show. Marco from Degrassi. Marco. Yeah, and that show actually helped me come out to my like to my family like watching Marco have to go through it it taught me a lot about what I was going through so yeah Marco from Degrassi um I don't know who I, like I don't I, I could never think of a third like those two were my most memorable so I mean okay you're stuck on the YouTube I'm gonna give you two no, I'm with that. Okay. Right, I uh, that, was the show that, Drake, that was the show that Drake was on. Drake was on that show. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, no, nah, I'm going to go with Rocky. Rocky. You thief. You thief. No, just uh, <laughs> um, So, yeah, Troy just took it. I swear. Um, Wade. Wade was me. Wade was scared to come out, scared, scared to be himself, had this image. Like Noah, Noah was feminine, you know, out comfortable, and he was just like, I loved like that. That was me. To the like, I swear that's the reason why I always like when I was in a relationship, I'd be like, I want it just like that. But um, Wade, Baby Gat. So Baby Gat has this. There's a side of me where I'm just loud and just a bunch of like, you know, I can be just be big. <laughs> I loved him. And he was a nut. Right the you know what I'm saying? He was a nut. And then the third one, I'm torn between, between God, what was his name? I, was it Brian from Queer as Folk and Ricky from Noah's Art? The, my flirtatious way. Ooh, get your life together. Okay, nah, that's good. Put the jersey away. Nah. Not the oh, whole way. No, everybody thinking, I know what y'all thinking. No, the you know, the very flirtatious ways, you know. Okay. All right. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> it turned out all right. All right, Miss Yuri G. Lady in, the, lady in the room. Talk to me. 
Could it be the opening uh, LGBTQ characters you connected with in the media when you were in your youth? In your youth. Talk to me. Um, for me, um, it wasn't a lot of memorable gay characters. Um, it, the only thing that made them memorable were the personalities that they portrayed. Um, like, you know, Rocky said, I liked Baby Gay. He was not like anybody on the show. He was very memorable to me. Um, he felt authentic. He didn't feel like, like Wade is almost a character that you can find in any film. Um, and Baby Gat was just so different and dynamic and complex to me. Um, so like he was one that I like really, really liked. Um, um, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it, it's basically Baby Gat for me. Um, there's there's this one girl from the L word, but I don't I don't know her name or whatever, you know. But I like I like her or whatever. But other than that, um, I don't really see it for you know memorable, outbreaking, outstanding type of gay character for me. Just for me. I have one more. I actually thought of a third. There was this cartoon that used to come on HBO, um, Queer Little Duckling or Queer Duck or something like that. But it was a cartoon. So, of course, being a kid, it caught my eye. And then the fact that the duck never said anything. He was so quiet and everybody was always talking and picking on him. But then there was this big, like the big bad duck, like that's who had, like the big duck had a crush on the little queer duckling. And it just really, like just the whole dynamic of the show. It was a little small skit type thing, but it was hilarious and it was cute. And it just really let me know that there are other queer people out there or you know, so to speak, like I knew it had some, that show came from someone gay or someone, you know, that wanted to help someone gay or something like that. So that was, you know, I, I just, that just popped in my head when you said Noah's Ark. I was like, oh yeah, cause I used to, it used to come on late night after Noah's Ark. Oh yeah. Oh, well, if, if I, I, I got one. So <laughs> if, if we're going to, if we're gonna say that, then um, I, I don't know if he was actually gay, but I'm really thinking he's gay because he had on heels. Um, is him from Powerpuff Girls? Now I love him. The the red Jack devil Mary. with the heels on on Powerpuff oh. Girls. <laughs> and androgyny tees, yes, very much so. Yeah, so like if, oh, if we're gonna that. say like cartoon, that, that was my we'll that. cartoon. Uh, okay, we'll get you there. No, All right, Yuri. She came back for a second. All right, now we got our, um, uh, we're gonna, Aaron's gonna take it away and read our next main topic. We're getting to the main topic time at this point in time. So, Aaron, go ahead uh, and take it away. And uh, Rocky's gonna be commentating, so I'm looking forward to this. Let's go. All right. So, you all can hear the topic here, but you have to check us out on YouTube and subscribe in order to see this topic discussed. But this topic is the homo's benefits I see. Now, Aaron Mack acknowledges that there is an art 
to making yourself attractive to someone who is in many ways your biological quote opposite, end quote. I.e. hetero. Nevertheless, Aaron Mack loves that as a homo attracted man, he is attracted to exactly what he is with some slightly varied degrees of feminine expression. Now, also, it is beautiful that us LGBTQ plus humans can embody varied degrees of feminine masculine expression without having our realities questioned. Now, my question for you all, what do you love most about your space on the LGBTQ spectrum and why? Rocky, take it away. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Y'all tuned in to the Homo Talk Show on Verse TV. It's live in effect, y'all. It's your boy Troy Beats Music. It's your boy Rocky, bringing you the Chicago heat. You already know who it be. It's your girl, Yuri G. Sorry, Day. On Verse TV. On Verse TV. On Verse TV. It's week 106, everybody.